Welcome back to the Morning Skate, episode 264, week one of the NHL. Your host, Ked, here, wearing my Bulldog painting sweatshirt, uh, courtesy of your my co-host there, Brownie. Brownie, what's going on, brother? Well, nothing much, but if we're going to talk about attire, Katie Knoll doing Katie Knoll things. Hell yeah, dude. I love it. It says Premier- uh, Huskies on the back. For Premier- our parents. Yeah, Premier Power Forward, right? The Premier Power Forward of women's hockey today. Her parents... Read my blog where I said, uh, Katie, I'm an XL, and they had one waiting for me. The game I took my daughter at last Saturday, uh, the Northeastern Huskies. I'll give you a quick breakdown here at the top of the show. Yeah, uh, dude, how'd, how'd it go? Uh, it was great. It was great. We had a blast. My daughter is six years old, and the fact that she went, the two of us, and she was dialed in for the entire game. We were there an hour before puck drop because of the – dropping my wife off and the cars and everything else. So we got in there. We got to say hi to some of the players, like waving as they were doing warm-ups, and then uh, enjoyed the game. The coach brought us in the locker room, and um, Katie Knoll, Lily jo- Jovetic, uh, Tage, Th- Tage Thompson, and Skylar Irving. I mean, everybody was super friendly, but those four made a big point to talk to my daughter and – fist bumps and the whole deal and uh yeah it was a blast met some of the parents when we were leaving my daughter said that when we came home my daughter told my wife that i'm famous because people knew me at the rink which was pretty funny kind of cool dude yeah it's really cool and it's great hockey um they uh they have a pair up and i keep hitting that light off they have a pair up in maine uh this weekend and um yeah, 6-0-0 on the season and looking even better than the team that made the run, I think. Very did, balanced. Did I read somewhere that a team like didn't get a shot until like the second period? Yeah, it was uh who was that? That was I believe that was Merrimack on Friday night. They didn't get a shot on net till midway through the second, and I think they only got six in the game. Lockdown defense, man. Well, it's, yeah, it is, but it's got to be tough on the goalie, Gwyneth Phillips, who's playing great. But like I said in one of my blogs, her biggest uh, obstacle is boredom. Yeah. She just needs more shots and warm-ups. Yeah. No, I you get know? that. It, it's got to be tough for a goalie just to be sitting there and just, you know, waiting for something to happen. But yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, but... Glad, I'm glad they, they gave you like a pretty cool welcome. And it seems like you're kind of crushing it over there. So that's good stuff, man. Yeah, it's been a blast. The uh, sports information director, Delaney O'Brien, has been fantastic in setting things up. And, uh, yeah, I can't speak highly enough about the program. And I – excuse me, I urge everyone in, in the Boston area if, or or anywhere, wherever there's women's college hockey, it's, pound, like I say, pound for pound, the best entertainment, hockey entertainment for your dollar. It's, you know, 10 bucks to get in. You can pick any seat in the place. They average between, what, one in 500 people, depending on the games. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fantastic. It's 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 breakouts. It's all team based. There's no one trying to dangle through four guys. You know, it's it's great hockey. Great hockey. Well, I love it, man. You're, you're oh. a celebrity, as your daughter would say. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but we, we got a lot to hop into. The NHL's back. 
Uh, we have. A, I'm pretty pumped. I wrote down a f- some tidbits about the Rangers. I think you'll be impressed with. Uh, we have we have a lot to talk about. So let's just hop in. Mia Culpa's here. We go. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the morning skates. Mia Culpa's with Cat and Brownie. With Cat and Brownie. Okay, Brownie, take it away. All right. So to start off, Kyle Pozo is the captain of Buffalo. We yeah. were unclear on that. Uh, and fucking Maz. Yes, the octopus is the mascot. It doesn't have to be an octopus walking around the concourse. Everybody knows that the octopus is the mascot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Pacioretty is out until February, not until not for six or eight weeks, like I said, which, yeah, that's a big difference. Big difference. <laughs> Uh, Brock Nelson is only 30 years old, not 43 or whatever, I guessed. Um, the last Canadian team to win the cup was Montreal in 1993 over the Kings. Prior to that, though, they had a run that went from 84 Edmonton, 85 Edmonton, 86 Montreal, 87 Edmonton, 88 Edmonton, 89 Calgary, and then 90 Edmonton. So that was changed. sick. Yeah, but that was a sick run for Canada. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we were talking about, you know, where the Huskies play, Historic Matthews Arena. It is the oldest hockey rink in history that is still in the United States that's still in use, but it's not strictly for hockey as it's classified as a multi-use arena. The oldest strictly for hockey arena is the Calumet Coliseum in Calumet, Michigan, which opened in 1913. Matthews opened in 1910. Um, Matthews is the only arena from one of the original six of the NHL that still exists. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Little, little history lesson. Pretty quick, Mia Culpa's. Shout out yeah, to Well, we're, we're getting better. What can I tell you? We are getting better at this. Um, all right, man. It's hockey season. NHL. <laughs> all right. We're going to start it off in Colorado. Uh, they had their banner night. Obviously, they won the Stanley Cup last year, but there were some pretty cool things. The Stanley Cup rings they got, I, I'm sure you've seen them. They were, came out in, like, a box. You open the box. There's a video that plays. Uh, yeah, the box opens with a video screen playing the closing seconds of the Cup final on a loop as a mini spotlight lights up the rings. It's really, really fucking cool. 2022-type stuff. Yeah. Like, back it's in the day, they couldn't even imagine this would be happening. No. Um, and one other really kind of cool thing, Colorado, they hosted Chicago for the banner night. They played Red Red Rover with Jack Johnson to come over with the boys to raise it to the rafters. I thought that was kind of cool. It was pretty funny because he skates up and he's like, hey, guys. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. let him in. So, like, that was well, cool. it's funny. As everybody talks about the schedule makers, they it, it's unbelievable how it never misses. Right. It's always something like this. Always seems to work out, you know, yeah. like when – there's a player like retiring that team always has like a meaningful game against like his former team that they do it at, you know, stuff like that. It's great. No, it is really cool. Uh, We definitely like to see that Philadelphia. um, I'm just going to three Oh and Oh Philadelphia flyers for the first time in their, in 10 years, I think that they started three Oh and Oh. They beat the bolts tonight. Delorier got in a fight. Uh, Somebody else fought Corey Perry, but it looks like the flyers, like the Philadelphia flyers are back. Um, but unfortunately, Rasmus Ristolainen was placed on IR. He missed the first two games of the season with an undisclosed injury. They're 3-0 right now. They also signed Travis Sanheim to an eight-year, $50 million year. That's 6.25. Is he, like, worth that? Because I, I read this, and I was like, what is going on in Philly yeah. right now? I don't know. I, I That one's an interesting one. I mean, I heard, uh, I think on 32 Thoughts, I heard them talking about both sides of it. Is Philly going to regret this deal? 
right? If he doesn't perform and there's a chance that he'll outperform this deal. And is he going to regret it? Cause he's locked there for six years. So interesting, you know, but I guess every contract's like that, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It could definitely go either way. I feel like that's a fair price for him. I wouldn't have given him 6.25. That's a lot of money. Nowadays, the way money's going, I mean, cap's going to go up, right? Would you rather have Ryan Lindgren or would you rather have Travis Sanheim? Oh, listen, Ryan Lindgren's a horrible example because that one. Three, three years, three mil. No, but what I'm saying is it's a horrible example because he should be on the Bruins as it is. So, <laughs> but he's not. Shout out to Rick Nash, the only thing he ever did for the New York Rangers. Yep. Uh, Toronto, <clears throat> this is actually a blessing in disguise, I think. Unfortunately, uh, Matt Murray's out with a hip abductor injury. He can miss four weeks. But fortunately, Matt Murray's not your goalie for the next four weeks. So they're going to so have <laughs> Yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, I don't know if it's put in here at some point. Yeah, I'm just going to bring it up really quick, the Arizona thing. I thought yeah. this was interesting. It's been more than 20 years since Toronto has been in Arizona at home in regulation. 10-17-02 was the last Toronto win versus Arizona at home. They, uh, The Coyotes beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-2 the other night. I just have a couple questions about this because I'm, I'm gonna we're gonna stay with Arizona after this one because I already kind of brought it up. Um is Sheldon Keefe on the hot seat or when is when does he become on the hot seat? I'm just kind of like I just don't really know what's gonna happen. I mean that that would that might not worst case because it's still so early in the season, but losing to Matthews like hometown team, uh they should not lose to the Arizona Coyotes. I think he was like interviewed after the game and he said something about like, well, we have elite players and they don't, which was kind of like he's a douche dick thing to say. Um, I tweeted this out today and somebody's like, he'll get fired when you deactivate your account. Classic Maple Leaf fan. I think, I mean, there's some coaches right now that are kind of on the hot seat. I would say this guy might be, if they don't fucking get it together, I would say Lindy Ruff in New Jersey and, um, Vancouver, they, they blew three multi-goal things. World hockey report put it out today. He's like, Oh God, they're up to nothing on Columbus. I immediately went in and put a bet in on Columbus. Columbus came back and won. Shout out World Hockey Report. I appreciate you for that. Um, <laughs> Toronto's kind of in shambles a little bit. I do you think he's gone anytime soon? How 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 long of a leash are you going to give this guy? Especially if you're Dubis, because like this is a show me season. If if you guys don't do anything, this is his last year of the contract. Shanahan said that. Hey, listen, we don't want to talk about contract right now, which makes you kind of think the boy genius might be on his way out too. At what point is he going to start doing drastic stuff because he thinks his job's in jeopardy? Who, which one are you talking about, Dubis or Keefe? Dubis, because uh, I mean, it could I think be Dubis cool. is on more of a hot seat than Keefe. You think they fire Dubis before they fire Sheldon Keefe? Yeah, uh, I don't know about that, man. Because this is Dubis has been out in front, in front of everything <laughs> on this. He has been out in front, and that's why Shanahan said we're not doing anything drastic. We're not talking about contracts. You, Keefe can only do with what he's been given. Right. And Dubas signed all those deals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I mean, guess. I know it's probably unlikely because they always fire the coach, right, when things go wrong. But I knew I they were in trouble when they were talking. Lies at Dubas. Yeah, I, th- I thought they were in trouble back when they were like, oh, hey, we're going to put Mitch Marner at defense if we're down late in the game with like seven minutes left. It's like, But you remember the you remember the behind-the-scenes show, whatever it was, everything that they do is all like groups. It's all Shanahan yeah. talking to Dubas, talking to Keith. It's not just – Keith making that that martyr decision was not him on an island making that decision. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see. We we brought up Arizona because of you know they beat in the Leafs, but just one pretty cool thing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona State, they opened up in the Mullet Arena. And who scores the first goal? Josh Doan, the son of Shane Doan and Andrea Doan, which is that's that sport thing, right? That we always kind of talk about where like cool things happen. That's one of the cool things that yeah. happen. I put the I put in the mother the mom's name in there because I think TSN I think it was TSN reported it as uh, Andrea Doan's son because because Shane Doan gets all the pub you know which rightfully so but it's still I'd so I put both their names and I brought up the whole betting thing I've started throwing some money here and there on these games I wish just because of how sports are if there was like a thing where it's like hey who's gonna score the first goal for Arizona State it would have been a no brainer to put money on Doan yeah because sure. that's how sports work. Um, we're going to move on now. So Tampa Bay lightning, Ian Cole, he was in the news. He was suspended indefinitely due to an anonymous accusation of sexual misconduct on Twitter. Essentially a Twitter egg came out with this long report saying how very detailed though, detailed report about how she was groomed and how he used to like brag to his teammates, how he was like with this girl who was in high school at the time and how like there was another girl, whatever it might be. After the league conducted an investigation, they found out there was no, uh wow you would use that word veracity to veracity. these ac- veracity to these accusations and immediately reinstated him in a statement cole said i'm grateful for the opportunity to respond to and refute the anonymous allegations made against me which i categorically deny i'm looking forward to returning to the ice to my teammates we'll have no further comments on this matter going forward i'm gonna say a hot take dude if if he did this he's a scumbag we can both agree yep. on that Get, yep. like fire him to the moon yep if he didn't do this it's it fucking sucks because this will always be on his name forever no matter what and it will be brownie with the way hockey culture is and how toxic masculinity runs Uh, wait till we go further in the document um i can't wait with all these like people have never played hockey before but claim they believe like oh this culture is so blah 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 no it it just his name name now in cole i think ian cole specifically Look, I'm not going to disparage anyone. I, I'm, and I'm not accusing anyone of sexual misconduct, right? I'm not. Mm-hmm. I want to make that clear. Yeah. But Ian Cole's reputation is stellar, right? We've talked we, about. We were talking to him last year. Remember, like yeah. there was like a fan who lost a tooth or With something the kid, like the, that. The, yeah. I think she was. I think she was a handicapped kid. But his yep. his reputation is stellar. Everywhere he goes, there's never any issues. But and I'm not. Wait, there wait, was, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm not. I'm not saying this about this other player. But there are some players that are known to chase skirts in the day, right? Yeah. And if this was one of those type of players, I think what you're saying about the stink sticking to him might be uh, more accurate. With In this particular case with Ian Cole and what he does in the community, the way he gives back, charity, I think he'll come clear of this. Well, there was also a report last year of like a Carolina hurricane reporter or something along those lines. It's alleged thing. How like Ian Cole was having an affair with somebody who worked within the Carolina organization. I'm pretty sure it was Ian Cole. This might be a Mia Culpa, but I'm pretty sure it was. So like his name was kind of already out there. My only thing is, is if he didn't do this, I just feel bad for him because in today's society, it seems like instead of the whole innocent until proven guilty, you're guilty until proven innocent. And a 24 hour news cycle. Yes. And I mean, if he didn't do this, I truly feel bad for him. Like, that fucking sucks. No matter yeah. what, if in the hockey community, when you bring up Ian Cole, there's going to be some dickheads who are going to be like, oh, yeah, he did this, he did that. He's never yeah. going to get rid of that. That's, and that yeah, sucks. Yeah. But if he did do this, fire him to the moon. Put him on the first spaceship. See you later. We don't need any people like that in society walking around. So that's where we're at. We can agree on that, right? Yeah, no, I'm with you. 
Uh, sticking with Tampa Bay, pro WWE wrestler Chris Jericho on getting free tickets from his boy John Cooper. They're like, you can't get free ticket for the Lightning and wear your Jets jersey. And I'm like, watch me. Best part is they weren't even playing the Jets. Chris Jericho, his dad actually used to play in the New York Rangers. And the yeah. Rangers would have like yeah. a celebrity game and Jericho would be out there kind of wheeling around. Walls of Jericho. Well, um, who's going to tell Jericho to take it off? I Raw, mean, Raw is Jericho, dude. Chris it, Jericho. Man. One of the biggest the walls of Jericho, <laughs> and then he went to like this Y2K thing. It was, it oh just, yeah, that's right, that's right. Chris Jericho, kind of cool dude. Yeah, um, he's got a he's got like a thrash metal band too, Fozzy or something. Yeah, he yeah. he's all over the map. Dude. Yeah. yeah, um, this was kind of bizarre. So I, I put this in for you. <laughs> yeah, so you know the season starts. There's a lot of people put on waivers. The Rangers put Jared Snorty on waivers. And Chicago claimed him. I'm not really sure why. I don't think he's an NHL defenseman, but he, I will. He's a tough. That's why Chicago player. claimed him. Yeah, I mean he's a tough dude. So I'm I'm happy. Hopefully he gets a chance over there. We'll see. But um, I mean he he got in a few fights with the Rangers. He stuck up for some people when he needed yep. to. So no problem with Tenorti. I think he's kind of nails. Yeah. So. Um, Columbus Patrick Line signed his new contract this past summer and indicated a desire to give back to the Central Ohio community. He later announced that uh, he announced last week that he'll donate $1,000 for every point he registers this season to the Columbus Community Shelter Board to help combat homelessness. Fortunately, that charity will be on hold as Line is out for three to four weeks with a sprained elbow. He sustained opening night. That looked bad. But think yeah. about this, dude. Line has the ability to put up like 80 points. I was going to say 100. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So, like, yeah. that's pretty fucking. Oh, he's got cool. a lot of money. Well, it just seems he's a cool dude. Like, yeah. I love that. And the whole elbow injury, that. So, a lot of people who get in car accidents end up dislocating their elbows because when they get in an accident, they they're on the wheel like this and it hits. Dude, that has to be one of the most painful fucking things Oof. ever. Oh my God. Could you imagine how fucking that, that would suck to have happen to you? Um, Do you know what crepitus is? No. So I think I'm saying that right. It's been a while. So when you, if you like break an arm in your bone, uh, you you sometimes will lose like the pulse in your hand. Ooh. right because mm-hmm. uh uh something's pinched yep. um and you're in a lot of pain crepitus is you kind of maneuver the bone as like the first responder you maneuver the patient's bone so you feel it click you almost can hear it but it's amazing because i did this once at a at a trauma scene and i had to put an air cast around this kid who was in a car wreck and i i he we, there was no pulse in his wrist and he was screaming in pain. And I, you know, got it in the right spot. I felt the click. And he just immediately was like, <sighs> and I could feel his pulse. It was the craziest thing ever. That's wild. Yeah, it was very weird. <laughs> very weird. Yeah. Hopefully he gets better soon so we can start putting up some points. I love Yeah, it. for sure. Um, <clears throat> Hockey Canada, the CEO, Scott Smith, and the entire board members have stepped down. I think at this point, because something just came out. So they knew that they had two funds reserved for like weird shit. And then it just came out today or yesterday. There's another fund. So they had like yeah. three funds lying around for some real sketchy shit. It's for, it's payoffs. And if there's money. a reset button you can push, it's time to hit that button and just fucking yep. start all over. Because, yep. I mean, it's just not a good look for Hockey Canada. And what really sucks about this is you, you talk to a lot of guys who play for Team Canada or women who play for Team Canada. They have so much pride in playing for Hockey Canada. Like, yeah. people don't get it anymore because we got football and baseball and all this shit. But, like, Hockey Canada is it in Canada. Like, that's... 
the women's Olympic point. team has been very outspoken against everything that they're doing, right. which they have the they almost have a bigger platform than the men, you know, because that's that's it, right? Right. So they're using their celebrity for good. I feel in this, and they're holding them accountable. And you, you know, what, what's the old saying that you know, uh, you know, you gotta air out the, you know, what's it? Mushrooms grow. You keep them in the dark and feed them shit or something, right? For mushrooms, I this thought is the opposite of that. I thought you, you were for dirty laundry. I didn't know. No, no. You got to air out your dirty laundry. You got to turn the lights on and all this stuff. You got to put a spotlight on all this nonsense. All this backdoor bullshit behind closed doors, payoffs and fucking hush money. You got to end all that, with, especially with <coughs> amateur sports and kids. It really makes you think if Hockey Canada is doing this, like what other organizations are doing this just haven't gotten caught yet. Exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully they make the right decisions and really just start, you know, dialing it in and figure it out. Um, Vegas, they named Logan Thompson uh, the season opening number one goalie. A 25-year-old had 20 games played over the previous two seasons. He's currently 2-0-0 with a shutout. <coughs> He's sporting 1.5 goals against with a 947 save percentage. That's my goalie, baby. I told well, you. They put in, I'm telling you, they put in Cassidy's defensive system. He'll thrive. You yeah. know. Yeah, we'll see. I have them making the offs. So I know, I know. So I put um, that in there for you, for your goalie. Uh, Buffalo, Craig Anderson. This is kind of wild. This is like a Phil Kessel type story. He doesn't take his gear home for the summer. The 41-year-old yeah. leaves his gear at the end of the season and plays himself into game time shape once camp starts. I think that's – I you got to respect that. He's like, look, I don't need to take my stuff home. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's ballsy. Uh, yeah. Your boy, uh, Buffalo, they also placed Anders Bjork on waivers. He cleared and went to Rochester. I remember when he was a Bruins prospect how pumped people were about this. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't pan out. Hopefully he mm. gets his career together. He had some head issues, didn't he? Didn't he get a couple of had a, I think he had a, a pretty decent concussion. But he, he's just always been like not skilled enough for the top six, not heavy enough for the bottom six. He's in that weird no man's land. Yeah. Like with Ryan Donato, you know what I mean? Right. The, what would be good for him would be a team. I'm surprised Buffalo didn't work out because it's a young team that needs bodies. Mm -hmm. But with Rochester right there, I feel like it's an easy shuttle. You know what I mean? He can go yeah. back and forth. So, yeah. uh, Sticking with Buffalo sort of, Michael Buble did it again during a show in Buffalo. He came out in a saber sweater and said, I know we have a lot of people here from Ontario for the show, but the Maple Leafs can suck it. D-Generation X, uh, Michael Buble. <laughs> uh Second wrestling reference. <laughs> we do, we're a wrestling podcast now. Uh, <laughs> so here's one. <laughs> I, I feel somewhat responsible for this. Uh, Boston, Brandon Carlo is out with no timetable to return after a hard but clean hit from Arizona. Liam O'Brien per head coach Jim Montgomery. He's better than expected, but there's no rush to getting him back on the ice. I say that this might be my fault because when the Rangers played the Bruins in preseason, uh, Fever Boy Rex and I were texting Hal, and I was telling him how sweet Gustav looks and how I wanted Gustav Riedel to make the team, this and that. And he goes, yeah, he's probably going to hurt his leg, whatever. So earlier in the game, somebody falls on his knee, and it looks like he blows out his knee. And I text Hal, I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? After all the times I've stuck out for Brandon Carlo, and Fever Boy Rex was like, he always loves Carlo. So I think, like, the next day I'm like, damn, it'd be real rough to see something happen to Brandon Carlo. And kind of, it just kind of happened. I will uh, say it was an immediate you knew he was in trouble. It was a clean hit. O'Brien hit him, and his head rocked back. And with his like, history. That guy can't buy one. He can't, he can't buy a break. Like, yeah, yeah. And sucks. He's a great defenseman. 
Yeah. Uh, more Boston. They signed Anton Strawman off of PTO, but due to a visa issue, he hasn't been able to suit up until tonight. Uh, the only reason he played tonight is because they're in Ottawa. Okay. I didn't he know. Won't that. Play. He's not going to play Thursday at home. Really? Yeah. Montgomery said that today. He goes, the only reason he's playing tonight is because we're in Canada. They had that kid. Uh, Dan Renoff. Yeah. He went down. He'll be back up probably for Thursday. Well, it looks like he got the call up. He has 23 games played in the NHL with Detroit and Colorado. He caught the eye of Montgomery in training camp, and when Montgomery also coached against him in the USHL. So he he played well. I, I To be honest with you, uh, I thought Renoff played better uh, the other night than Strauman did today, tonight. You know, Hal, Hal talked about that, too. About he he pretty much texted me and said Strawman sucks. It was right after that goal that uh, oh the giveaway that he he, scored. he put up a, a cookie right in front like a pizza. Slice. You know what though that play doesn't happen if Jacob Zaboral doesn't shit his pants. Did you see what happened? To Jacob Zaboral got the shit beat out of him tonight because he was so scared. He he yeah. he laid a really good hit on Stutzla Stutzel whatever. I, oh, Jack that. Edwards has me fucked up because of the way he was pronouncing yeah, this guy's yeah, name. Yeah. Um, lays a hit on him. Brady Kachuk starts slashing him. You know Kachuk wanted. Drop the gloves. The ball wanted none of it. Puck goes out of the zone. They regroup, dump the puck in. He's going back to get it with Batherson on him. And Zaboral didn't want. I've never seen somebody not want a hockey puck more in my life, other than Libor Hayek, which kind of forced that into the turnover. So I can understand why people were saying, "Oh, Strawman," but if Zaboral had it, it's an awful pairing. They shouldn't be out there together. Yeah, so that's the bigger. That's the bigger issue. I don't think they should be out there together, and I don't think Zaboral, in my opinion is not ready to carry a pair. No. And they, they had Strawman playing with Lindholm when they played against the Rangers in preseason. I thought he looked great. Yeah, but that's, that's, they just wanted to make sure he could keep up with Lindholm is my guess. Yeah. But I mean, maybe if you can start spreading out, spreading out some people with your defense, maybe that's something that you do. Yeah, maybe. And we'll get into, cause I saw McAvoy was skating, so he might not be that far away, but I'm sure yeah. we'll talk about that with talking bees. Um, <coughs> Rangers, they got VC back in a one-year deal. Uh, he made the team off his PTO. I just think it's great when players make it off their PTOs. You know, I, I I'm really that. trying to come around. When Jimmy VC went to the Rangers, loved them because that was like the Jimmy VC sweepstakes. You had like Susan Sarandon, Tweet, and Adam, like come to Broadway. Oh, who was the player for the uh, Bruins? Oh, it was Matt Bolesky. When he didn't pick the Bruins, Bolesky tweeted out, you made the wrong choice, bud. Yeah. So <laughs> he goes to the Rangers. He scores like 17 goals in his first two years, but it wasn't like they had this kid hyped like he was going to be like a 30-goal scorer. Hobie Baker, finalist, Harvard. No. Leaves the Rangers, goes to Buffalo, doesn't do well there. Goes to Toronto. You mentioned that that show that they had last year. That made Jimmy VC look like so bad. Like going up to the coach and be like, you don't think I'm good enough, this and that and this and that. I, I was out on Jimmy VC for a while. <clears throat> Rex and I used to talk about how like him, him, Hayes and Shea thought like they ran New York and it was like, you guys, like you guys don't really run New York. Um, Jimmy VC is a Harvard kid, right? Wasn't he? Yeah, Harvard. he's a Harvard kid, but he came back to the Rangers. And let me tell you why he's really bought into his role. Uh, they, that humble pie. Once it goes down, you, well, they you interviewed no him choice, and they said like it. he needs, he pretty much said he got humbled by all this stuff how he needs to, you know, just focus on the positives. He said how the Rangers really valued what Tyler Mott brought to the team and how he thinks he can be that type of player, which in my opinion is a defensive forward who buzzes around, finishes his hits, and is good defensively. He's been, I think he's been on for a lot of goals and not on for a single goal so far this year. Like, his course, he's doing pretty good. So Jimmy Vesey's doing everything that he can to stay in the lineup in New York. And I'm, I'm starting to grow to like him a little bit. He's got a little bit of talent, but he blocks shots. He penalty kills. He does all the little things. Rick Nash. Um, 
New York Islanders tough bit on the island. This was this was brutal. So this happened the other night. Some dude proposed to his girlfriend. He had a shirt off and he had a thing that said yes, 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 because that's what they do on Long Island. Like that's a chant that they do. Girl said no, thanks. I'm full and just walked away. My question for you is: This staged? This has to be staged. So I went back and forth on this, and I, the best comment I saw was the jumbotron cut away from this whole scene. Mm-hmm. Right when she said no, before she got up and walked away, and they were like, I don't care who it is. If it was Rob De Niro and Meryl Streep, they could not fake that awkwardness. I so know. I hope it was true because it was hilarious. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I mean, listen, dude, if you're going to take your shirt off to propose, you're a fucking donkey. If you're going to propose at an Islanders game, you're a donkey. I bet you this kid, someone should set him up with that chick from the Bruins video. Oh my god, the one that I the, the trash bag, that? yeah. Oh yeah, that was brutal. They should set them up together because she that girl based on that video would love to be proposed to at a <laughs> hockey game. Definitely. I want to be on the fucking jumbotron. Um, we're gonna go to Edmonton. Connor McDavid scored three times in the season opener uh to give him 700 career points. Uh, he achieved that mark in his eighth season, but what's worth factoring at the beginning is, of his eighth season. Yep. Yeah. But what's worth factoring is that he missed a full season worth of games due to injury and another half due to the pandemic. So he basically did this in five and a half seasons. The stat lines 489 games played, 243 goals, 459 assists for 702 points. Is that good? I would love for him to decide that he's going to win the, the heart. I think. And just go out and put in 70. I would love to see him not be on the Oilers. I'd love to see him be on like a big market team in the States. I think that would be sick, but who knows? Maybe someday. Um, Jack Campbell, he buried Dakota Joshua. On a loose puck. Yeah. Uh, going for a loose puck. He just kind of laid him out. Campbell looks like he's playing pretty well in Edmonton. It's been a while since I could say that about an Edmonton goalie. Shout out to Kenton. Also for the graphics behind us. You're the yep. man. Um, yeah. I mean, Edmonton might be a team to fuck with this year. I don't know. We'll see. I just like it. That fires the boys up when the goalie comes out and lays someone out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Seattle, the future of the franchise, Shane Wright, played 6-14 opening night for the Kraken. He was held on the last two games. He got back in last night in a 5-1 loss to Carolina and only logged six minutes and 50 seconds. And two games played this season. He has a 0-0-0 stat line with one shot on net. Why is I understand, he I understand bringing him along slow, but I feel like they're – I mean, and listen, what the fuck do I know, right? But – it's got to be the balance of bringing a player along slow and letting him make mistakes at the highest level and the speed and figuring it out, right? Seattle, you're not going to win a cup this year. Let yeah. the fucking kid play. Put him on a line with Yanni Gord, who's been there, done that, good veteran in the fucking league, and let him play. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> it's not that I don't, Like I, I don't think you're going to hurt his development by letting him go out there <laughs> and, and be like a dash five. I don't think that's going to hurt his development. And the kid's like, got confidence for days. And he's still young enough where he could go back to junior, right? So yep. why don't you fucking play him for a few games, see how he is. If he fits in, keep him. If not, send him back to junior. It's it's, yeah, it's That might be what they're not. doing. And maybe that's why they're spacing out his starts. Six minutes, though, man. Yeah, I don't know. Um, The NHL is not making old friends happy. The league forged ahead and played the two games in Prague to kick off the season, despite the Czech government taking a stance that no Russian players participate. The Sharks and the Preds through the league said they refused to play if not all their players were allowed to compete. The Czech government... uh, Acquiesced. (laughs) 
It allowed the players and teams to play, but it has a drawn a line in the sand for future, future games. Dominic Koshik says the NHL is no longer welcome in Czech after allowing Russians to go to Prague and that the NHL won't wel- be welcomed back unless there's an apology issued and there's new leadership in place. So it looks like the NHL is never going back to Czech. So no, some but, pretty strong statements by the Czech government and Hasek. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't – I don't have any thoughts on this because I'm not – I don't have what – is going on in their life going on in mine. You don't have the skin in the game. And I get that. You know what I I mean? Like I can't say, you know, but once you make that statement, you can't back out of it. And that's, they painted themselves in the corner. The NHL painted them into a corner by going and the Czech government by doubling down the statement. It's, it it is what it is now. There's no going back. Yeah. But if you're an NHL hockey team, you can't just leave your players. So I'd I'd like the fact that I'm saying it sucks all around. Yeah. 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 Uh, more NHL. Oh, this is brutal. Chris Rooney pregame speech. Rangers Lightning. Listen, Seven, first Rooney. off, can I just say this one thing? You hate Chris it's Rooney. Long been stated. This is a fuck you, Chris Rooney podcast. Yes. To our great players and our great fans, welcome to opening night of the 2022-2023 NHL season. What's better than this? Good luck to all players, and let's have a great season. And fuck him, and fuck the NHL for this. So dumb. The only time a ref ever takes the opening face, he never drops. Let the linesman go do it. It's 2022, dude. That's what that was. Fucking oh, dumb. awful. Um, Commissioner Gary Bettman joined the TNT crew pregame outside before Colorado and Chicago game on Banner Night in Colorado. During the interview, Anson Carter tossed a softball Gary's way, commenting that you're not just a commissioner, but you're a fan too. Bettman then said you can't pick one player to be a fan of. You can look at Connor McDavid and Caleb McCarr. <clears throat> That's a swing and a miss for Gary. I think... He had to have been nervous because there's no way he doesn't know Kale McCarr's name. So what? Look how good Bill Daly does every time he has a mic in front of him. Yeah. And actually, I don't know if it's in here, so I'm just going to kind of bring this up. This came out today about uh, – about. so this is NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman says there's a good probability that the escrow balance will be paid off by the players by the oh, end yeah. of the season. He's optimistic about revenue is going to be close. If it does happen, cap could go up more than $1 million a summer. It said it was about four. That sounds an awful lot like a dude like trying to wheel a girl who's like not really looking for a relationship. Yep. And he's like, hey, like I'm kind of looking for something casual, but who knows? Maybe it could work out someday. Like it ain't gonna work out. It's gonna go yep. up a million dollars. Like that was just might go to like one five <coughs> or something. Yeah. Um, Carl Haglin, he'll be out indefinitely Wait, after I skipped. There's I, two I more skipped. for the NHL. Oh damn. Uh digital ad- oh yeah, digital ads on the boards, they're in every rink. I think they're a little distracting. I don't think that they're like what people are like clamoring on about. I don't think it's a big fucking deal either way. Like, shut up. We're watching hockey. Well, We're not watching the fucking boards. My question for it is, so the people that pay for board ads, right, that think they're getting national exposure or, all right, so let's say the Morning Skate buys a rink ad at the TD Garden. So now we think. It's probably cheaper than the real garden. All right, well, all right, so let's say we do it at MSG. That's fine. I don't care. So we 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 buy one at MSG, and we think that everybody in the tri-state area that's, that is in MSG's market is going to see our logo. Right. But then they put a digital ad over it, and the only people that see our logo is in the rink. Yeah. So those TV ones go through the roof, but the on-ice board advertising has got to be – a fraction of what it used to be has to be i would think has so, to be i don't know that was just something that stuck out to me it does but like 
I feel like you definitely pay more attention to those ads on the board if you're there rather than just watching the game on TV. It's so fucking distracting. How do you not watch it? At one point tonight, Connor Clifton circled the ad, the boards to go hit someone, and there was a bowling ball going almost the same speed as him or a puck or whatever it was. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I realized it was the ad on the, on the board. Fair enough. So. Uh, last initial note, the top 10 highest ticket averages were released. Ked, take a shot. I have them here. Did you cheat and look? I I didn't purposely do it, but I I don't remember the list. But the one that was like holy shit was the number two on the list. You don't remember the list, but you remember that. Yeah, because the number two, I was like, I can't believe that that would be that high. Obviously, the Rangers were going to be on that list for me. Toronto yeah. was going to be on that list for me. Edmonton I'll just give you the list since you know it. Well, so no, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So Toronto is the number. Uh, I'll go backwards. Chicago is tenth. Yep. Which I thought was surprising, considering they're on ice product right now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Nashville was ninth. The Lightning was eighth. Nashville which, was ninth. Yeah, crazy. Because when I lived there, I thought they were cheap as fuck. Did you can go to a game for pretty cheap there? Yeah. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then the Islanders. Got to pay for that new rink. Yeah. Uh, the Golden Knights, the Bruins. That's the fucking Jacobs family. Uh, Edmonton, the Rangers, Seattle at number two, and then Toronto. Yeah, Seattle at number two is pretty crazy, but it does make sense because my buddy lives in Seattle and he says everything's so fucking expensive. Yeah. There, so it's like, um, yeah, pretty crazy shit. Um, <clears throat> now we're going to go to Washington. Carl Haglin, he'll be out indefinitely after having hip surgery. He missed the start of the season. There's no timeline for return. They opened the season with two straight losses before getting a W on Saturday. Carl Haglin, he was out. He had like an eye injury. I don't know if like this is this, this is unrelated to his eye injury, but the eye injury was like pretty serious from yeah. what I had read before. I I still haven't. Why seen do I keep blinking? Do you see that? I keep blinking. I don't know. Huh. Um, I just hope he gets healthy. He's the kind of guy who he understands his game. He understands what he needs to do to be in the NHL, and he's very good at it. So, still flies too. Yeah, it, I hope he comes back. He was a great Ranger. I have nothing but good good thoughts towards Carl Haglin. Um, and then Washington also signed Sonny Milano to a one-year deal, 750K, and then they waived him to stash him in the minors. This was kind of a bizarre thing, dude. You would think that Sonny Milano would be on an NHL team. Like, he didn't play that well, bad last Yeah, year. I know. I don't understand why he's on an NHL team. And and uh, Elliot Friedman explained it um, at one of the blogs or in between periods up on TSN that he's on a one-way 750. So Washington – I guess Washington lost two players. They tried to waive to hide the minors. So they wanted to make sure they kept Milano. Interesting. Right. So, see, I just blinked it right there. <laughs> Montreal, nice moment at their home opener last Wednesday. Uh, they beat Toronto, which was – I don't think a lot of people were expecting that. No. And during the player introductions, Carey Price came out to an ovation and chance to carry, and maybe the last time fans get to see him. Um, he, deserve, he deserves that to say be able to say goodbye, right? Yeah. If that was it. He's a legend. Yeah, for sure. He's a, so he's a legend. You look at his stats, definitely in like uh, – like national type play with Canada, all that shit. International. International. Um, <clears throat> obviously a really good NHL goalie. I always just thought it was interesting how like everybody kind of shit on him, like all the check marks, all the analytics. But every year when they do that, like who's the hardest goalie to score on? Who's the goal you'd want? And they would okay. interview NHL players who play the game of hockey, not people who have little calculators. Right. And everybody would be like Carey Price. So. Um, and then lastly, the Battle of Alberta at the concession stands is clearly being won by Calgary. Edmonton gouges its fans $36.99 for two sodas and two popcorns, $20.99 for a beer and a hot dog. 
Calgary gave away a free 14-ounce beer for the first 5,000 fans through the door. Love to see it. Who you want to root for there? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> shout out Jenkins. Shout out Henry. Um, yep. So that's what we have really quick. Oh, also shout out Emma, our new uh, Anaheim Ducks writer. She's fucking legit, dude. Um, yep. Happy on the squad. We have a new Colorado writer coming in. We have a new Flyers writer coming in. Uh, we still do have some teams. Um, I can just find this list really quick because if you're listening to this podcast and at any point you're like, damn, you know what? Maybe I should start blogging or maybe I would like to – I'd be interested in writing. We're still looking for writers for Blackhawks, Canadians, Senators, Penguins, Golden Knights, Kraken, and the Lightning. So we do have some spots available. Again, if you're a fan of any of those teams and you're kind of interested, you know, dip the, dip the pen in the ink, uh, let us know. Did I get that right? Dip the pen. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of weird. Yeah. you can reach out to us through our social media all the different platforms or you can always call the tms hotline what a segue if you want to reach out about a writing job if you want to complain about the refereeing if you have issues about digital ads on boards anything you can reach us at 518-350-7036 once again once again that's 518-350-7036 Oh, look at that. Right on the screen. It sounds like one of those commercials. It's like, do you have mesothelioma? Call us at this number. (laughs) No, we don't Uh, have those calls. So now we are going to dump and change. And shout out to Browning, too, because we're going to have some new graphics coming up on our YouTube channel here in a little bit. Uh, Browning had a big content day. Um, For anybody listening to this, especially our writers, you're not going to want to fucking miss this. They're really funny. So we're going to see what ends up happening there. But dump and change. Brownie, take it away, dude. The first story has me... It has my stomach in knots. So why do I keep like freezing? Do you see how what's happening to me? No, I think I think it, you're just in your own head at this point. And I think we just got to keep wheeling and going. All right. I'm just not going to look at the screen. Uh, so uh, RIP the Harry Potter uh, actor, Robbie Coltrane. He died at 72 years old. He played Hagrid in the films. Uh, you know who he is? Yeah. You're, you're a wizard, Harry. Right. Okay. So you know him as Hagrid. I know him in an old movie called Let It Ride. Have you ever seen this movie? No. Put this on your list. It's Richard Dreyfus. It's his it's one of the funniest movies of all time, dude. And it's about one day at the track. It's fantastic. Okay. So I highly recommend that. Well, rest in peace to Hagrid, man. Yeah, Harry yeah, Potter. Bad news. People know me. I fucking love Harry Potter. So um a pair of 19th century Levi jeans were found in an abandoned mine by a quote denim archaeologist, whatever that is, and it sold at an they sold at an auction for more than eighty seven thousand dollars. Bro, what school do you go to to be a denim archaeologist? I have no idea, but this is why I read this story and then I saw those those uh, drain culvert things on my walk home from work, and I was like, there could be a pair of Levi's in there worth eighty seven thousand dollars. There could so. be. Yeah. Um, the Cleveland. We were talking about this offline. The Cleveland Guardians were unable to secure a hotel, unable to secure all their rooms at one hotel for their game in New York City. Hotels were unable or unwilling to accommodate the team, and they had to be scattered around Manhattan, which sucks I think is suck. hilarious. Sucks to suck. I think that's fantastic. Uh, another sad one. R.I.P. Angela Lansbury. You know who she is? Yes. Yeah, I do not. Murder. She wrote the TV show, the old TV show. Anyways, so she passed away five days before her 97th birthday. The Murder She Wrote store, Murder She Wrote star, had some wild stories. She once saved her daughter from joining the Charlie Manson gang. 
So apparently the daughter got involved with the Manson family cult who lived up in the hills above where Angela Lansbury and her family's house was in California. She quit acting to pull her daughter out of this and the entire family out of California. And they went to Ireland to live for a number of years. That's which crazy. Is, yeah. Well, she saved flat out saved her daughter. Um, when she was, and then when she came back to TV, when she was on murder, she wrote, she made it a practice to hire older actors from the quote golden era who had aged out of the acting game because it gave them the union points they needed for insurance and pensions. So she was, uh, she was a good egg. So peace. Uh, former major league pitcher, Randy Johnson. He is now a photographer, which I guess was always a hobby when he was a baseball player, has a website and the whole deal. And he is, uh, he is credentialed by the NFL and he is on the sidelines. The big unit. So he must be really high up. Like he could probably get shots. No one's standing in front of him, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. All the angles. Yeah. So in the big, the big uh, Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs game, uh, Buffalo safety Jordan Poyer wasn't cleared to fly by the NFL due to uh, rib issues. Uh, so he hired a car and drove 14 hours each way to make the game. Had 14 uh, four tackles in the Buffalo win. I just don't understand if you're not cleared to play. I mean, if you're not cleared to fly, how are you cleared to play? Had to do with his lungs. Had to do the pressure in his lungs. No, but still, you would think that playing would be tough, too. I mean, this is why he has a C on his jersey. Yeah, yeah there you go. That's, That's it for a dump change. It's a badass dude. All right, now we are going to kind of get into some Rangers and some Bruins stuff. Um, I am flickering. So the Rangers, they went 3-1. and one. So far to kick off the season, they beat the Lightning 3-1, the Wild 7-3. The Jets, they lost 4-1, and they beat the Ducks 6-4. Just a couple quick tidbits for your New York Hockey Rangers. Their power play last game was 3-4. They sit at 33% on the year. They're 5-15. for 15. They're tied for 5th. Colorado's in first. They're 6-12. for 12. Their power play's clicking at a 50% clip. That's insane. So Colorado, they're doing it. Um, this was a stat that kind of aired on MSG. I thought this was kind of crazy. And see if you can get them all. Uh, the last four captains of the New York Rangers, the four consecutive American born captains. Can you name them all? Callahan. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get them in order, but Callahan leech was leech one. Nope. Oh. I mean, he was one, but there was somebody. Well, I said, I'm not going to get them in order. Well, Callahan, no, the last four, four consecutive. He's not a part of the four consecutive. But Leach oh, was Leach is not part of the four consecutive. Drury? Yep. Um, we got Drury, Callahan, blank, and blank. Adam Graves? You're thinking too far in the past. Who's the yeah. Rangers captain right now? Truba. That's one of them. And then who was oh, the captain? Oh, before? I didn't know we were starting right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and who's the captain before Truba? You love him. I love him. You love him. I feel him. like that's sarcastic. You no, know, you talk about him all the time. He's still on the Rangers? No. Oh. So it was Drury. Yeah. And then it was Callahan. Then it was McDonough. And now it's Drew. Oh, McDonough. Son of a bitch. I should have known that one. Um, I'm just going to kind of break down some stat lines real quick. This is from Dmitry Filipovich, I think. First four games of the season for Artemi Panarin. Two goals, eight assists. He set up 13 scoring chances for his teammates. He set up 30 shots on goal for his teammates and 49 total shot contributions, his own attempts, plus the ones he set up, and that's in four games. Panarin's buzzing. He's dancing. <coughs> Miki Zibanejad, four goals, four assists. Vinny Trocek, two goals, three assists. Adam Fox, a goal, four uh, assists. 
Laughs got a talk and two assists. Kreider's got two goals and assists. Capo's got two goals, and Filipino's got a goal and assist. Uh, the boys seem to be buzzing. One note to take away from the Rangers wild game was uh, Felino took a run at Keandre Miller, and, and Ryan Reeves had his welcome to New York. I'm a badass motherfucker moment. He beat the wheels off of Felino. There was a really cool picture that was going viral. Ryan Reeves, our heavyweight. Picture of um, the year. Sammy Blay returned to the lineup. He gets a lot of hate from the analytic nerds of the New York Rangers world, probably because he got dealt for Buchnevich and they just can't get over it. Um, but he looked great. He hits everything. He's still talented. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Henrik Lundqvist noted that the Anaheim uh, Ducks defenseman, they didn't want to go back and get the puck because of guys like Blay and Reeves. Throughout the course of the game, they dumped the puck in. You could tell that they were a little timid going to get the puck. Makes sense. That you can't actually put on a stat, but there you go. Um, and this was one of the cooler things that I saw. So after the Ducks game, the tone of the New York Rangers locker room tonight or that night was far from satisfied. This is from Vince um, Mercagliano. Everyone admits the power play has been excellent, but emphasis is on cleaning up defensive error. Adam Fox wins mask all mistakes, but I still think we want to focus on that long-term. Those mistakes are going to hurt you. So the Rangers know that they're off to a good start, but they know that they're not playing as well defensively as they want to be. Uh, we like to see that the boys are buzzing. They look fucking good. So, uh, do you have anything New York Rangers related questions? I do like the fact that I've noticed them. The limited time I've seen New York play is how quick they are to defend Shesterkin. Yep. Anyone comes like if someone skates too close for him and looks at him mean everyone. It's gets polar, o- polar opposite from the AV Henrik Lundqvist days, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It really is. It yeah. really is. It's crazy. Yeah. So, no, it was good. And there was that nice moment with uh, Lafreniere and uh, Gallant with the smelling salts, too. That was yeah. fun. No, yeah, I think that was opening night, right? Was that opening night? Uh, I think it might have been. Vitaly Kratsov was actually on that second line with Trocek and Panarin. He got hurt in the first game, and they moved Lafreniere up on his off wing. And he's been playing great. And he's been playing so good that Gallant, he didn't even answer a question. He, like, went out of his way to say pretty much, like, Lafreniere's playing really well right now. We love to see everything that he's doing. Kind of starting to blossom into the fucking hell of a player. So yeah, I think Lafreniere. Like I, I said, I said that last year. I think Lafreniere go over time is going to end up being unbelievable for them. And you want to know what also is a cool little tidbit? So the Rangers power play typically the first power play they're out there for pretty much the full two minutes. You have uh, Adam Fox in the middle on the point, and then you got Mika on one side, Panarin on the other, Kreider by the net, and then they brought up Vinny Trocheck kind of as a bumper position. Um, a lot of people, formation umbrella, right? Yeah. And a lot of people are kind of, I don't know if they're, I guess they're just pissy that the like kids like Capo and Lafreniere aren't on the power play. But when you have those guys, it's kind of hard to get them on the power play. Um, But what's kind of cool is, so they play the whole two minutes. And what Gallant has been doing is the shift right after the power play ends. He puts out that kid line from last year's playoffs. He put out Hedl, Capo, and Lafreniere. And I've noticed them considerably after power plays event that we haven't scored on where the pucks in the zone and then they're just relentless. So it, okay. it's kind of cool. Like they're not all on the same line, but they're on the same line for that little bit. And I don't know if it's like, Oh boys, we get to play together, but it seems like oh, they're 100%. That's what it right. is. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. So Rangers, it's, wise, a good, yeah. it's a good carrot too, that Gallant has with the players that aren't on that, on that power play. Yeah. You know? Oh, and then one other thing, uh, I keep calling him Matt Carpenter because the guy on the Yankees, but Ryan Carpenter, he got a skate up high during the, uh, I think it was a Winnipeg game. 
and you could hear somebody on the ice as the puck was going the other way saying he's bleeding really bad. And you're like, oh, and you saw Carpenter going for a hit. And then it kind of pans to him once the play ends and he has blood coming down and stuff. So he skates off the ice. I'm thinking he just kind of got caught a little bit. He oh had, I don't know how many stitches in the side of his head. And it, it literally looked like it ripped his ear off. Like it was yeah. disgusting. So hopefully he gets well soon. Kratzov's again practicing. Um, Glant's going to have some, you know, some choices to see what he's going to do with the lineup. They were going to keep Kratzov up on that second line, but if Lafreniere continues to play the way he's playing right now, it'd be dumb to take him off it. So, um, that's what I got for Rangers talk. That was the longer Rangers talk than I normally have, but I feel good about it. I'm fired up for the boys. So, uh, yeah, that's what I got. All right. Well, your Boston Bruins were undefeated, had not trailed in a game this season until I wrote a blog telling all the haters to shut up, basically stick it up your keister. And then they went out tonight and got throttled by Ottawa, and both goalies look leaky at times. Swayman had a tough night. I, I have some questions final... about it. I have some questions about that. Uh, I think the final was 7-5. to five. The Bruins got down 3 nothing, came back, tied it up, 3-3. Then it went to 6-3, and then 6-5, and then 7-5 was the final. I think John Jim Montgomery is a hell of a coach, and I know it's still super early in the year, but I just had two things about it. One, how do you not give Swayman the boot way earlier than what you did? And two, why was there not a timeout taken? I I have no answer on the timeout. The the second period, Swayman came out, and the first three or four minutes, he made some pretty solid saves, but then he kind of lost it again. And I my guess is he was like, look. I'm going to let the kid try to play it out. And, you know, Montgomery's still learning these guys' personalities. And, you know, and Omar just played last night. So that's part of it as well. You know, I wonder if Thursday they go right back to uh, Swayman for the Ducks. Yeah. I mean, the the plan was to alternate the play, the the games, but I don't know what they're going to plan. If you want to get your goalie back at it, I think the Ducks are 0 3 in their last three. They lost the Islanders. They lost to the Rangers. I'm pretty sure they lost to the Devils tonight, too. A long road trip, too. So, yeah. But, you know, for the Bruins, you know, what do they say about back to backs? Scheduled losses. So, but I will say this uh, you and I talked in the season preview one. Ottawa is a fun team to watch. Upbeat tempo hitting to move the puck around, and they are a fun team to watch. Like you said, if you're if the Rangers aren't on or the Bruins aren't on, and you're flipping through and you see Ottawa, I'll probably watch. I have a new, like almost least favorite player in the league on Ottawa, Tim Stutzel. Uh, he is a little rat, isn't he? he? I wouldn't classify him as a rat. He's just like a crybaby. Like yeah. he doesn't think he should get hit. Yeah. Every time he gets hit, he's looking to the ref. Yeah. Or he falls down and chops the guy. Yep. He's he was like, going. He was going at with Felino. I was hoping Felino was going to drop his gloves and just start. I was wondering that. I was wondering that, but I think Felino was like, "I'm not going to do this." He gave him a good cross check. Not Felino. Yeah. Stutzel gave yeah. Felino a good one, and I was like. Because when it happened, my brain is like, he just bit off way more than he can chew right there. The, well, I think the referees almost <laughs> lost the control of this game. I'm not blaming them for either, but they were just inconsistent, wildly inconsistent. They were on, terrible on the, both the, teams. The Pasternak uh, penalty that, that oh, when he ref- got when he got a stick in the junk the and they called him for embellishment right there. Well, no, yeah. no, no, well, no, the one where they called the right call, but the ref who made the call was out in the neutral zone, and the oh. other ref was standing there looking at yeah. it, and it was like. There was that one, and then there was another one where there was just a fucking blatant trip behind the net, and there was nothing. It was like yeah, it was horrible. 
I mean, yeah, hey, it's really bad. It's all it's early season for the refs, also. Um, Krejci's now in sole possession, a sixth place all time for Bruins assists, and Bergeron is now fourth, so <laughs> fourth place for goals. Uh, Zaboral has changed his name from Jacob to Jacob. He wants to be more Americanized. That was so, big news, apparently. This was kind of not really related, sort of related in the baseball community. So John Carlos Stanton used to go by Mike Stanton. Yes, you know what? I don't follow baseball. I thought they were two different players for the longest time. Yeah, so he went by Mike Stanton his first couple years in the league, switched to John Carlo. And I always, like, didn't really like him for that. It was like, that's kind of a weird thing that you're doing. But I read today, and I figured out why he did that. So growing up, his name is John Carlo. Uh, Cruz, Mike Stanton, or something along those lines. And he used to get made fun of all the time in school. So he switched to Mike. So he was Mike Stanton th- through uh, high school and then up until the big leagues. And then he switched back to John Carlos. So I'm back. I'm liking him again. He's also been a fucking stud for the Yankees in the playoffs, which I'll get into the heroes in a little bit. But I just love uh, how you hijacked the Bruins into a Yankees minute. Well, no, because Jacob, <laughs> Jacob, Jacob. I mean, dude, you're Bruins. They, Marshan, Marshawn. Like, you guys are such little divas. Like, AJ Greer. I grew up in Montreal and I was a boss. Bruins fan. Okay, well, listen, AJ Greer tonight with his with his goal tonight, he has now exceeded his career highs. Sh- no shit. So he was just kind of a nobody before he went to you guys. Like I think he was like a bottom, bottom, like fourth liner. And I think they're just giving him more meaningful minutes. And I think that line with with uh Coyle, him and uh uh Frederick is clicking. And unfortunately, it sent Craig Smith to the press box. I think Craig Smith's gonna be the one dealt. No shit. Craig Smith didn't play tonight? No. They put Felino in the lineup over Craig Smith? Felino's playing fourth line minutes, and I will say this. uh, Nick Felino looks leaner, faster, more engaged. No, I'm telling you. This is the DeBrusque roller coaster all over again, except for it started with Felino this year. Give it a couple weeks from now, and you're going to be like, get him the hell off my team. I thought DeBrusque was good tonight. It's it's noticeable. And since you you brought up – I think he's looking good. Since you brought up DeBrusque, I have a stat here. I want to to find it again. So this is courtesy of Ty Anderson, longtime reporter covering the Bruins. Since the Bruins put DeBrus to the right of Bergeron on February 24th, 2022, 17 goals and 27 points in 34 games played. The 17 goals are tops amongst all Bruins over that span and 22nd most among all NHLers. So it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Like I said, listen, you – when I was upset with Jake DeBrusque, it wasn't this Jake DeBrusque. It was the Jake DeBrusque that floats. This Jake DeBrusque is buzzing. And he, <coughs> him and Cassidy, I mean, there's no other way to say it. He, It was Cassidy. Yeah. You know? Same with Krejci. I actually saw something today where somebody asked Jim Montgomery what he thinks of the team so far. And he, he pretty much said, I can't answer that until 63 and whatever, and 73 come back. Um, but I mean, that's true because it's not your full team that you normally have, but have you seen any sort of difference between the Bruins under Montgomery compared to under Cassidy? Like, are they more free flowing? Poshnak looks, and he's always been good, but it just looks like he really has even taken another fucking step where it's like, holy shit, this guy is on fire. Is it a contract year for him? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that's part of it. 
But the other thing with with the team, if you go to morning-skate.com, you can read my blogs where I go into this in more depth. But Montgomery style is more quick up and outs with the defenseman. He's not afraid of them using the middle of the ice. That's one of his thing. He likes to go, 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 yeah. which suits the Bruins players, smaller puck moving defenseman. Uh, he also likes the the uh, in the offensive zone. He likes the the possession game and the high cycle is what he wants to do and involve the defense up front. So I think he's still. I mean, it's four games. He's still right. trying to figure out what he has, and right. he knows he has one of the best players in the NHL or two of the best players in the NHL that aren't even dressing yet. You know. Right. Uh, and speaking of them, McAvoy's been skating, but Marshawn skated and said afterwards that his since he's gotten his procedure done, he feels like it's night and day how good he feels. Wow. So if he was that good fighting through something, look out. He's going to come in rested. You know a game like tonight with everybody running around, all the scrums, he's just at home going, God damn it, I want to be out there. I just so, hope he stays healthy. Same, same. But, yeah, I, I still feel uh, very good about the team. I, I think, the of course, like I said, I said on my blog I wrote last night or this morning uh, that we have the best tandem in the NHL. <laughs> Stay hot, Brownie. Um, but, you know, one game. I'm not too worried about it. No. I, I mean, I thought they looked – defensively they were kind of in shambles, but it definitely seemed like the boys were clicking offensively. Yeah, uh, I noticed Pavel Zaka. I can't tell you how many New Jersey Devils games I watched where I didn't notice him. So like that was kind of a cool little thing that Playing was going the checks, on. checkmate line. Um, yeah, I, I we'll see what ends up happening with the bees. Um, happy for you though. Yeah, it's all good. Oh, one other thing about the Bruins: the Pasternak goal that went viral that everybody's talking about. People need to fucking relax. He was doing that against a beer league defenseman. It really wasn't that sweet. So oh, the one with Mark Stahl. I think yeah, shout out to Willie White, by the way. Our Florida Panthers blogger who fucking messaged us the other day and was like, wow, Mark Stahl's really good for me. How's that looking now, pal? <laughs> I uh I wrote in my blog that uh I go, if you watch it, I said something like if you watch it in slow motion, you can see Mark Stahl questioning all his life choices. Yeah, if you watch <laughs> it in slow motion, Mark Stahl doesn't move. Like he moves in slow motion. So I would I be all right. I, I would have more leeway for Mark Stahl if it wasn't for that stupid tint advisory wears. No, I have zero leeway. He is an awful defenseman. He should have retired like, like 10 years ago. So yeah, there you go. He looks way cooler now, though, with the beard and the long hair, though. He definitely looks way more rugged, which I can get behind, but that's about all I got. Um, is that what you got for the bees? You got anything else? That's it. No, that's it. Up next, I got Anaheim. So <laughs> all everybody uh, everybody gets to see Trevor Zegers at the TD Garden. What is this Toronto, Seattle, Rangers, Edmonton, Boston, Vegas, Island? That was the ticket pricing thing. I hit it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, beer league roundup. So this week was our first beer league game, and I didn't play. And I'll tell you why I didn't play. Because on Saturday, I played in a beer league co-ed softball tournament. Mm-hmm. Our first game was at 11, so we got there at 945. So I play in a fall league. This was a tournament. In my fall league, you play once a week, and I think literally the schedule is six games. On Saturday alone, I played six games of softball. So by the fifth game, I was pretty fucking sore, pretty tired, pulled a little bit of a hamstring. Uh, I still, eyes getting better, but it's still not where it needs to be. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take this one off. I guess we were up three, nothing going into the third. I think it with five minutes left, they scored three goals and then they beat us in a shootout. So 
pretty rough to see, but nice. All the boys were checking in, making sure I was doing okay. So I like to see that. Um, I'm pumped for my season debut next week. We'll see what happens. Uh, what do you have for your beer league? We had our first game the other night. I don't even know what day today is. We had our first game the other night. Uh, uh, I don't remember how the scoring went, but we ended up winning 7-3. to three. I played forward. I got moved up to forward, which I think might be the move this year. They might be having me play forward. Okay. Started off as the uh, center. I started off at center of the third line. By the end of the game, we were down a man, and we went to uh, pairs of wingers and two centers, and I was – what you wait? I have, I have I have huge breaking news Go via ahead. our Instagram. I sent out some feelers today to get people on the podcast, and I just got hi sounds good. Text me and we make arrangements. Guess who? Is it well? You should say it. I'm not going to guess because I know. No, you don't know. It's not who you texted me about earlier. No. Is it Jerome McGinley? No, Darius Casperitis. No. no shit. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> Fucking cool! I got, and he gave me his phone number, so I'm gonna hit him up. That is that's fuck. awesome. Breaking Sick. news! Yeah, that's huge news. Holy! Wow. Fuck. That'll be a cool podcast. That'll yeah. be a sick fucking podcast. Gotta start the research. I'll start the research. All right, sorry for interrupting you. No, I, no, I need, it's fine. <laughs> I need fine. To go. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I was playing center. They then they moved me to wing <laughs> with my boy Sid, and uh, we combined for a goal almost immediately. So, Bill, if you're listening to this, you may have gotten Wally pipped, and it's gonna be uh, me and Sid now. But no, all, all good fun. It was a good game. We got the W. And that's all that counts. Oh, uh, while we have the number scrolling, 518-350-7036. If anyone out there has any charity hockey tournaments that they can put us on, we've been trying to do something with the Morning Skate bloggers, and we could all show up and maybe do a live podcast, come in and play, a little barnstorming, raise some money. So, Oh, and speaking of raising money, we are, as a group, going to be doing Movember this year, the Morning Skate Movember. We will be – it'll be on all our socials coming up. Hopefully within the next week we get that all sorted out on how to do that, and we will all be growing some stick stash, sick stashes. Yeah. I'm and my six-year-old daughter loves saying, I must ask you a question. <laughs> one of her favorite jokes. It's a good one. It's, yeah. it's a good joke. Never gets yeah. old. So. Um, all right, guys. Well, now we are going to hop into our Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Heroes and Zeros time. My hero of the week goes to Peter Forsberg, and here's why. Ken, this is a Ken Hitchcock quote. Um, the thing that will always stick out in my mind will be the inability to stop Peter Forsberg. The only thing that stopped Forsberg is that he ran out of gas. We tried everything physically possible to stop him, and we had a very difficult time. I remember one time he kept the puck in our end for 40 seconds, and we couldn't get the thing away from him. His ability to knock Darian Hatcher on his ass and giving away 40 pounds to him and his ability to completely control a good center Iceman and Mike Medano, plus a defenseman, our players were amazed. Shout out to Peter Forsberg, a guy who – we didn't really get to see his full stuff because of his foot issues like that. Would his foot would shrink almost an entire skate size during the game. <clears throat> yeah. He had a lot of feet and ankle issues. And one other thing about Peter Forsberg, one of the original investors in Crocs made it. Not only that, I think he's the one who paid for the Crocs to go. Where's he from? Is he Switzerland? Sweden. Sweden. He was the one who brought Crocs to Sweden. And it's some ridiculous number. He gets like 10% of every Croc sold in Sweden. And all he does is got a tool around him and everybody wants him. 
Yeah, he's doing pretty good. He made more off Crocs than he did off hockey, I believe. We've probably talked about this. Do you own Crocs? Yeah, I'm wearing them right now. I, I own a pair of Crocs. I bought a pair of Crocs last year. Alexi Lafreniere put up a photo of him at like a – it looked like a beer Olympics thing, and he had a pair of white Crocs. I'm like, I got to get a pair of white Crocs. So I got Actually, of I have dark blue ones that you really can't tell are Crocs, and I said to my wife, I go, I could wear these with a suit, and she's like, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our Croc talk. Yeah. Uh, my, I'm, I'm just going to stay with it. Zero of the week, Josh Naylor of the Cleveland Indians. This Guardians. fucking guy, I whatever, hits a home run off Garrett Cole. Doesn't even tie the is game. The guy, is this the guy that did the baby thing? Walks around like he's my son. What a fucking loser he is. Uh, when the when the Yankees won today, they ground out to second base. Glaber Torres caught the ball and immediately started going like this to their dugout. Oh, that's awesome. I like to see that. He did kind of get back in my good graces because they interviewed him about it afterwards, <clears throat> and he said he had no problem with it. Uh, as long as you win, that's what needs to matter. And he said it was like a dream being in the Yankee Stadium, having hearing all those boos. It was kind of like a he made it kind of thing. Made me like him a little bit more, but still, I fucking hate that guy. Um, so that would be my zero of the week. All right. Um, so I'm going to go zero here with zero. My first zero, because I forgot about this. So when I was at the game the other day, the Northeastern game, it's NCAA Division One hockey. Yep. I don't care if it's men or women. The refing should be better than a fucking Tuesday night beer league game. Yeah. Holy shit. These refs were horrible. And they and get paid a lot of money, dude. I know. They, dude, the fucking linesman fell over like two different times while skating. I'm like, how are you doing this? Dude, I, I lined an ACHA... Oneana versus Union game, like a club hockey game, and I yep. made $125 lining at a club hockey wow. game. Well, I can't imagine how much they made in that game. This is the best women's hockey in, in the country. Mm-hmm. And they it was horrible. And it, they're 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 allowing more uh body contact in the women's game. They've adjusted the rules, but a trip is still a fucking trip. And when you hear the noise, which is unmistakable, of a fucking stick to a cage, it was yeah. horrible. Horrible. Yeah. So that was my that was I just remembered that. So I wanted to put that in because no one involved with Northeastern can say anything like this. So I'm gonna do their venting. Mm-hmm. Um so my hero is all the people who decorate for Halloween, right? Not as many people decorate for Halloween as they do Christmas. And Halloween decorations are great because there's a like a small town we live in, there's some people that do they have like a pair of skeletons, they change it every single day. Mm-hmm. And the other day, I'm having truck issues, so I was literally me and my wife are shuttling me around at this job. But it's close to the house, so I can walk home. Um, I was walking by, and the guy was out there. It was like probably six fifteen, and he was out there like setting up the skeletons for the next day's display. And he looks at me, and he goes, "Don't tell." And I felt like I saw a celebrity. It was kind of cool. So I take yeah. my daughter by his house all the time. So that's my my uh, hero. And then my last zero is me. Uh, so we, uh, are part of a meat share at a local, uh, farm, you know, and we get these really nice steaks and ribs and sausage and we do veggie share. We used to do a fish share, but it was too much. But anyways, so we had these nice steaks. I took them out to frost them, let them marinate. They're in the back of the fridge and I forgot about them. So it's, uh, it was two New York sirloins that are big. I'm talking like probably a few pounds each. So my dog, they're not the, my dog has, uh, he can't really handle beef. So 
I am going to cook these steaks tomorrow on the grill for the chickens. So, yeah, because the chickens need the protein, you know, before they get their winter feathers. So well, at least it's not going to waste. But well, I am. <coughs> will that go bad for a chicken to eat? I, listen, I could leave it in the fridge for another three weeks and cook it and the chickens would still eat it. <laughs> right. Fair enough. You ever want to get rid of a dead body, man? You call you get someone who has chickens. So anyway, so I'm going to be cooking steaks for my chickens. All right. That's and that's yeah, uh, that's the old chicken talk. <laughs> um all right, one last cock, cock and cock cock. <laughs> <laughs> one last segment. We're gonna do three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. <laughs> three stars of the week. And this is something I started incorporating into the bottom of my blogs, like my Ranger blogs. I do like three stars of the game or whatever. It's been kind of cool, dude. I, I don't hate it. It's a nice little addition to it. And then I put a little poll. So people that are reading uh, the Rangers blogs, I put a poll at the bottom where you can vote whoever your number one is. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that for my plus minus. I'll do. I'll start doing that. <laughs> um, all right. So take it away. What are we doing? So this is to tie in with the Movember. We said the best facial hair. And we said, oh, we'll do the best facial hair NHL and then the best facial hair famous people. Then I said, oh, I'm going to do retired and current players. Ked got mad because he doesn't like it when we do nine stars. He only wants to do three stars at the most six. So that's where we're at. Okay. And there we go. All right. So <laughs> we're going to do, we're going to do, um, I just did hockey players and then regular people. Yeah. I will do hockey players. So my third star, <clears throat> Scott Niedermeyer. I picked Scott Niedermeyer just because he had like a nice beard, but he had a good gray, grayish tint to it, which yep. made you know that that guy's seen some shit in his day. Fair. And like, it's funny to watch a dude with a gray beard out there against a ton of younger kids and be like the best player on the ice. So my third star, Scott Niedermeyer. So my third star retired is Yager because Yager at one point did the sideburns that connected to the mustache with no beard it was like a Wolverine look. And I didn't do any beards for the most part. Mine are all mustaches. Cause I feel like you have to really be dedicated to pull off a longstanding mustache. Yeah. So is my third star retired. And then I'm going to give you my third star current. My third star current is Cal Clutterbuck. Cal he, Clutterbuck. Has, he always has good stuff going on. He, has a, he rocks a good mustache. So I'll give you that. Uh, my second star, Henrik Zetterberg. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a more complete beard on a dude like that guy that I think he would had a beard at the age of like four, like that. That was just like his thing. Some people are built that way. So um, that would be, that'd be my third. My uh, second, second star, sorry. My number two retired is Wendell Clark because Wendell Clark had a duster and he was so tough. It was awesome. We've talked about this a hundred times. If you're a hockey fan, go on YouTube and just search Wendell Clark. And there's like a, like a 10 minute video of like his highlights and him just uh, like throwing the shit out of people. Yep. He awesome. was awesome. Uh, and then my, my number two star of current, I don't like him personally because he uh, was a little dirty to my boy Patrice last year, but uh, Philip Forsberg has a sweet stash. He's got a good stash, dude, and a smoking hot wife, so he's doing. Good oh, I didn't know his wife, but sure. Oh boy, yeah. What do you mean? Oh, uh, the Swedish hockey player, the Swedish hockey player who's worth millions has a hot wife <laughs> with a cool stash. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> my number one star, Landon McDonald, man. 
when I think facial hair and hockey, and I think most people, when they think facial hair and hockey, they think of this guy, like he just, he had it. There's just some people who have fucking great facial hair and he was the guy. So, uh, flames was left, also, up, my number one also. So, I mean, it's a no brainer, right? That tells me everything you need to know. Yeah. My number one current player is Ryan Lindgren. Because I love this kid. I literally, he might be my favorite non-Bruin current player just because he should be a Bruin. And what's even more funny about this kid is every time I see him, he's got a black eye or a cut or something. He bleeds every game. It's like a running joke with the Rangers. So I wanted to make sure I spelled his name right. So I just typed in into the Google, like Ryan Lindgren, and it came up his Bruins draft picture. Shiner. Yeah. Every yeah. every fucking time, dude. It's yeah. it, it's that's what he is. If he and, so if he signed a three year deal, I don't think they're going to be able to keep him just in terms of I like cap and sucks, which sucks. Hopefully, but it lines up with the Bruins. If he was ever signed long term, he would be my jersey. I get. Yeah, and then I tell people this: like if I like if I ever have a kid and they play hockey, I want him to play like Ryan Lindgren because yeah. he's nails. He's a, he's yeah. a nail gun for sure. Yeah. I like him a lot. So there you go. Um. All right. Cool. So now we are going to do just regular people. Yeah, I have an honorable mention. Go ahead. Uh, Nasty Nestor Cortez, uh, starting pitcher for the Yankees. He rocks a mustache, and that was like a big Yankee thing this year. So I'd give him my honorable mention. All right, so I'll do my honorable mentions. Uh, Well, Brent Burns and Joe Thornton, honorable mentions with the beards. Even though I was focusing on mustache, you got to throw them in there. Uh, I had Sam Elliott as an honorable mention. Mark that's, my, Twain. that's my third star, Sam Elliott. That's why I put him in my honorables. Yeah. Because uh, I saw yours. Uh, Mark Twain, all time duster. And then Hulk Hogan with the big handlebar. Yeah. No, yeah. I get, yeah, definitely. So he's my honorable mention. All right. So your third star is Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott's my third star. All right. My third star is Tom Selleck. I mean, stash. Yeah. And if he shaves it, he looks weird. <laughs> he looks weird. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He, yeah. Looks, he looks weird. Uh, my second star <coughs> goes to Ryan Hurst. Do you know who's who Ryan is? Hurst? He was in a couple things. He was the linebacker and remember the Titans. Oh, it's Opie and Opie. He yep, has okay. sick facial hair and long yep. hair, dude. And Sons of Anarchy, man. And I thought actually, just so I restarted watching this show, like I talked yep. about. Um, I because in he just looks so fucking nails. So I went on and I Google searched because I figured it was all makeup. That's all real, dude. That's oh, yeah. real fucking hair, real beard, the whole nine yards. If I could have his hair and that beard, that's exactly what I would do. He was on a show that was about these people that lived up in a mountain in like Kentucky and they like communicated with animals. It was the weirdest show, but I got super into it. And yeah, he was on that show. Gary Bertier, shout out to my buddy Greg Ronay. Gary Bertier. Uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. There you go. Uh, so my number two is Wolford Brimley. You know who that is? Not a clue. Cocoon? Remember the old movie Cocoon? No. My God. <laughs> he he he's got one of the best mustaches ever. He is a legit, like uh, I can't you He's been in so many things that I can't think of anything. <laughs> Let me Google him. Talk about him while I'm Googling. Oh, I'm pulling up a picture of him. Here he is right here. Where's the camera? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Sweet. Old time. But the beauty of his mustache, solid white. Yeah. He oh. was one of those guys when he was 40, looked like he was 70. And he was <laughs> 70, still looked like he was 70. So. <laughs> you haven't That's... aged a minute. Yeah, uh, exactly. And speaking of 70, my number one star, Santa Claus. Yeah. 
Give it that I mean, I, I mean, that's why people have beards. You think? Yeah, definitely. All right. I think uh, I, I again, I focused on mustaches. So my number one is uh, Raleigh Fingers, the pitcher. Oakland A's. I think so. Maybe the Pirates. He yep. had the curly mm-hmm. with the you know the the evil guy from Underdog, you know, or right. Dudley Do Right, Dudley Do Right. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. it. All right, guys. Well, that was this week's podcast. Um, Brownie, you have anything else? I mean, we talked about it. We definitely want to get together at least once a year. We talked about it in the group chat today where we do a tournament. Um, maybe we'll we'll start with the Hockey Fights MS in Burlington, and then we'll switch it up to wherever we need to go. Once a year, we kind of want to do that. Put all the morning skate people together, see how many people we have, add some more people if we need to, and just have a great time. So. I was thinking if we get to the point where we knew people in different places or people that we have interviewed or stuff, we could have a ringer at every one. That'd be fucking sweet. You know? Yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be kind of sick. So, like, if uh, we went to Buffalo, I could get the premier power forward in women's hockey maybe to play with us. Yeah, that would be. You know? And they have that hot. They have the 11 day power play, which is they play for 11 days straight. Obviously, we wouldn't do that. Maybe we could do like a shift of it. But it, it raises money for cancer. They do that every year. So maybe that's something that we could probably. Yeah, do. we want to we want to do something that raises money for cancer and isn't like, I don't want to worry about some kid throwing elbows. Uh, you know <laughs> what I mean? We're there for a good time. Charity tournament. Right. Yeah. So let's let's dial it back because don't get on my wrong side when the the wires will cross when we're on the ice. And it's just a stupid thing. <laughs> I, I we we played the other night and I'm trying to just be cool and some kid chops me and I lifted his stick out of his hands. You know, I cannot so. wait to give Disco unlimited amount of buddy passes and just see what the fuck happens. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the person we have to calm down is Preston. <laughs> yeah, you're probably you're probably right on that one. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, that's what we have for the podcast. Brown, you have anything else? As always, listen, Darius Kasparitis played in the league the same time as Jerome McGinless, so I feel about getting Darius Kasparitis on the podcast. Well, one <laughs> step closer to me achieving interviewing Jerome McGinless. Yeah, so. and – oh, I, dude, I didn't even know who you were talking about earlier about who we might get on the podcast. We got to email that guy. Hopefully it's the right contact information and yeah. because that would be another huge get. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's what we got, guys. Thank you for turn, tuning in, Brownie. That's it, man. God bless you, Jerome McGinley, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Um, Thank you, guys, and we will talk to you guys next week.